This is Weekend Edition from NPR News. I'm Scott Simon. Coming up, the Titanic Shakespeare scholar Harold Bloom said, The ultimate use of Shakespeare is to let him teach you to think too well, to whatever truth you can sustain without perishing. In Los Angeles, there's a small group of teens who are using Shakespeare to channel the trials and stresses of inner-city adolescents into art. And they're getting paid to do it. Producer Mary Beth Kirchner of American Radio Works followed the three-month program. Walkouts, protests, marching, charging, onto a war. It's a Tuesday afternoon during rush hour in downtown L.A., and Rugelio is reciting poetry on the sidewalk. He's 14 years old. Where even the bravest of men sometimes lose. His writing mentor, Adrian Guzman, likes the mood that this sidewalk brings to Rogelio's performance. A war against poverty, hunger, ignorance. Since his piece is really about, like, just people, you know, living, you know, in the city, and it helps to, you know, bring his piece to life. Take a stand for freedom, a stand for brown pride, a stand for your family, but most important, a stand for yourself. I never really wrote poetry, like, like who writes poetry, like seriously, and like now I write it all the time. So when you... I'm done with my homework, if like, I got an idea, I write it down. So let's do it again. Rogelio's part of a job training project at Shakespeare Festival LA. The job description, study Shakespeare sonnets and soliloquies, and then write your own poetry or music to eventually appear on a CD. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome. Youth come here through a variety of sources. Some are court-referred, some are sent through high school English teachers, some are simply curious and follow their friends, but they're all typically labeled at risk. Spontaneous applause. They have to dodge gang members. They are in families who are struggling to get by. Chris Anthony is the director of education. They are in incredibly overcrowded schools, which means that they get very little individual attention. and. You know, the opposite of war is art. <laughs> when you have all that stuff going on, it sometimes pumps up the need to create something so that you can say, this is mine, I did this, this is me. I am a vital, productive, ingenious person. Not only do I take lemons and make lemonade, I take lemons and make poetry. And that's cool. Honestly, everything comes out of the content that they discovered in Shakespeare. This is how Shakespeare lives and breathes in their lives. All his themes about love and trust and fidelity, <laughs> friendship, um, they're all in there. Love. Love is like a murderer stalking me and like being crazy looking for you. It feels like suicide is about to occur and an indescribable feeling known to be unknown. You know, Shakespeare is tough. Shakespeare is work. Shakespeare is demanding. So can I have a volunteer to read the first sentence? Two households, both alike in dignity and fervor, where we lay our scene 
from ancient grudge break to new mutiny. Once you crack that code, you know you can crack a code. Young people take that back to their classrooms and they aren't so afraid. They aren't so willing to give up on something. Do you know an example of a Shakespeare soliloquy? When Hamlet says to be or not to be? Oh, perfect. That's his soliloquy? Yes. Okay, yeah. There is a woeful level of support for arts and education. Woe, woe, woeful level of support. Ben Donenberg started this program. It emerged out of the L.A. riots in the early 90s as part of a collaboration between the National Council of Christians and Jews and Shakespeare Festival L.A. The two groups were looking to address the needs of at-risk youth. So Donenberg went into neighborhoods in East and South Los Angeles to basically ask young people one question. What did they want? They told us what they wanted were jobs, and they wanted teachers who really cared about them and what the teachers were teaching. So what are the words that seem... mm? Donenberg thought he could recruit the right kind of teachers, so he initially developed a program where youth could adapt Shakespeare plays in their own words. But he didn't intend this to be training for future actors or set designers. The experience would have lessons that would apply to any job in the real world. If you're going to be late for work, what do you do? Call. Who do you call? Ben Donenberg. They're learning how to show up for work. They're learning how to be respectful of other people. They're learning how to punch a time card. They're learning how to fill out a job application. They're learning how to interview for a job. Plus, they're getting paid minimum wage, six seventy-five an hour. All right, open up your journals. Take out your pen. They reported for work three times a week, where in addition to studying Shakespeare, they learned the basics of composing and writing their own pieces. You have the next three minutes to write down everything you ever heard about love. Everything somebody told you, you saw on TV, you saw in the movies, your friends say, whether you believe it or not. I hate the way we have become full of hatred, love, and despair. What have we become? Shadows of monsters ready to snap. Hatred I see in your eyes, the same hatred you see in my eyes. We're exactly the same. You're happy. I'm happy. This is insane. In recent years, this novel approach to job training through the arts has attracted interest around the country. First Lady Laura Bush brought them to the White House for one of her top education awards. Celebrities like Tom Hanks and Rita Wilson stage an annual fundraiser. They're now a model program for gang prevention projects starting in Miami, Richmond, and Milwaukee. It was three o'clock in the night. On the streets, Andrew got into a fight. So he said, get out of my sight. Went back to his corner to some more drugs. But in front of him, some To mark the end of this year's program, a crowd of about 200 assembled to hear music and poetry from the tangible result of the last three months, a CD called Urban Shakespeare. You are talented, intelligent young adults. Walk in to respect yourself, respect the others, show support. More than a dozen people are there just to hear Rogelio, our sidewalk poet, recite his two-minute poem. Well, we have a lot of uh, pride in him. Make sure that his dreams uh, come true. Make sure yeah, Protest, marching, charging onto a war we can't win, a war that never ends, where even the bravest of men sometimes lose, a war against poverty, hunger, ignorance. What happens when these three months are over? Education director Chris Anthony says some of these youth will stay in touch for years, but most will not. Yet that doesn't diminish her certainty about the impact that they've had. 
not many people can do what these guys have been doing. Nobody's ever gonna be able to take away the fact that they're on a CD. And so if I see anything, I see an added confidence. It's easier to deal with the whips and scorns of time <laughs> once you have that kind of confidence. Come on, people, just get crazy. You know that that's that. It's not wanna sit down. Come on, people, stop being so lazy because you look like those people with the big background. Now, all of y'all ladies out there, you better be listening to what I'm about to say. Because for you, for NPR News and American Radio Works, I'm Mary Beth Kirshner. Now, everybody wants to get crazy. crazy.